0: Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having an exceptional week. I'm having a a great week, and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Angela Santi. But before we start that, let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you a visionary thought leader who's interested in growing your business? Are you here to disrupt the status quo rules of business, the economy, social structure? Are you passionate, a passionate leader who wants to create positive global impact you answered yes to any one of these questions then you're ready to experience the la dolce vita revolution italian by birth and cosmopolitan by vocation angela santi is the one of a kind founder of dolce vita leadership and lifestyle consulting for elite entrepreneurs executives and experts angela is fiercely protective of her craft the art that is the science behind the good life as such she has pioneered the four pillars of la dolce vita life mastery model Working privately with a select group of ultra-high performers and global leaders, her Mediterranean-infused methodology ascends today's high-flyers to unprecedented levels of success while living the dolce vita. Angela, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me, Harlan. I'm so thrilled and so happy to be here.
0: Great to to talk to you. And where are you? Tell, Tell everybody where you are.
1: I'm in a city in the north of Italy called Bologna not very many people know it and it's very it's like halfway from florence venice padua and milano so this is a city where you really 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 live la dolce vita because we can put together productivity creativity and really a good the best quality of life ever and best food Best food and a
0: lot of history in Bologna, a lot of history there too, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Okay. So on one thing I read on your website, you said that La Dolce Vita is is not a nice to have anymore. It is a must. Why is it a must?
1: Yes. It's a must because at the end of the day, what we are here for, you know, is to be happy, is to be accomplished, is to, Fulfill our potential to make an impact in the world. So, La Dolce Vita is a means for making this all happen. So, contrary, so what is La Dolce Vita in the first, you know, La Dolce Vita is the sweet life is well being. It's uh, the famous Italian way of living. But it's not only like a behavior, something that you see from the ho- outside and that you do. It's really a mindset, it's a physio- philosophy of living. It's an approach to all aspects of life. And among all the aspects of life, also to business. So the challenge is to bring La Dolce Vita inside the company culture. So why La Dolce Vita is is a must now? Because we have lived two years, I would say dark years, we are fed up, we want to be happy, we want to have fun, we want to reconnect with the people, but we also want to reconstruct The word, we want to change the word, hopefully. And I love people (laughs) that want to change the word. So to me, it's exactly what happened in Italy and after the Second World War. And it's similar to what happened in the United States after the Great Recession. You know, Mm -hmm. you had the New Deal and all the fantastic things happened during the New Deals. And the same thing, La Dolce Vita is our New Deal. With a difference that Italians have a cultural background that allows everyone to indulge in pleasure with no guilt, to prioritize yourself and your well-being, no guilt, and this is uh, the moment where you so la dolce vita is something that makes you know like you're bright up brighten your eyes. So it's your moment of recreation, to recreate. You create again something. So during your La Dolce Vita moment, you um, integrate whatever you have done before your La Dolce Vita moment. And now more than ever, this is important because changing the word, which is something we're all yes. called to, requires a lot of energies.
0: And a lot of courage
1: and a lot of courage, Absolutely.
0: of course. <laughs> of course. All right, well, I want to come back and talk about uh, the, the, the Dolce Vita, how you incorporate that into business, how you help the leaders incorporate that into their business and actually become better achievers right? Uh, by implementing that. But before we get started, I have 10 questions that I ask every one of my guests. Uh, listeners will know these are the questions from the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these questions of his Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests.
1: Oh, so yes. I have
0: 10 questions for you. Um, question number one, what is your favorite word? Fun. Fun. What is your least favorite word?
1: Boredom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What turns you on?
1: Um, adventure, connecting to people and really like going for it, achieving, having an idea and going for this idea too.
0: Excellent. What turns you off?
1: Meeting boring people that always talk about the thing, same thing or that have very uninteresting conversations. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what sound or noise do you love?
1: Hmm. Very good question. This morning, uh, I was, as every morning, the birds in my garden were singing. And this sound really, it's my the best alarm clock ever.
0: Ever. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate?
1: Hmm. Uh, the sound of cars when I'm trying to be concentrated.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, question seven. What is your favorite curse word?
1: I have to say that in Italian. Okay. <laughs> it's merda. It means shit
0: <laughs> perfect all right what profession other than your own would you like to attempt
1: hmm. i want to be an explorer if i were <laughs> a young woman at the beginning of the century probably i would have been an explorer one of those you know like exploring with my and with my rally car doing mm-hmm. all those adventurous things
0: perfect That's great. Um, What profession would you not like to do?
1: Hmm. Uh, Accountant or lawyer.
0: Very good. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Hmm. Interesting question. Um, I would love him or her or them (laughs) to say Uh, congratulations. So you achieved your mission of, of having, of empowering all leaders of the world to empower their people to live La Dolce Vita and make the most out of their lives.
0: Perfect. That would be awesome. In their
1: life, not in heaven, now.
0: Right. You're right. Now, (laughs) currently. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about how you got your start. Um, some of the work that you've done, the work that you're currently doing, how you're helping your clients. Um, and at some point we're going to talk about courage and leadership. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Listeners, we are talk about all of that and more right after this. So stick with us. Well, you don't have to imagine any more. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind group. Join my Business Success Mastermind group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Angela Santi. Angela, thank you so much for, for uh, joining us today. I don't know the time difference. It's later in your day. You probably had a very, very full day. I really appreciate you coming on with us.
1: It's always a pleasure. It's, a, it's the best way, actually, to end my working day.
0: Perfect. So tell me a little bit about your background. I read that you had like 20 years in HR and organizational mm-hmm. change, right? Tell me about that.
1: Yes. So uh, before that, it is very important. So I was really this kind of, you know, like adventurer girl when I was in my teens and in my university years, uh, because I am, I have the, the well, I was so lucky to be born in a family of entrepreneurs here in Italy. We have many, many families of entrepreneur and family and also business are two very important values for Italians. Mm -hmm. So um, my parents really empowered me to do whatever I wanted. And this was very important for me because I travel all over the world and I love connecting with everybody. When I came back from everything that I've done, and I have a, a major in linguish, English and American literature and linguistics. So this is the, the humanistic part. It was the time to go and work you know, somewhere. And of course, where do you go in your family business? And at the time, our family business was one of the top 10 Italian businesses in the uh, distribution of luxury automo- um, cars. In Italy, we had like 600 employees. So it was quite big. And, you know, I what do you do with a literary background, with a humanistic background? So you go and you are a woman. You go in the HR and the organizational change because I'm also a very good organizer. So I started there and I really, really loved what I was doing. So the thing was that I had the intuition that your people are... A sort of a family and if we think about it it's really it's a system it's a group and you know so Italians are connectors and we want to you know engage and talk to everybody and at the time and it was at the beginning of the 19, 1990 so I, I am an explorer I told you so mm-hmm. I wanted to explore you know some ways to engage my people to have my family my big family be even more um, happy to work where they were and a very very interesting indicator was that in Italy I don't know if you are aware that trade unions are super powerful you have them everywhere sure. you know especially Especially when, you know, like the trade unions say, you're going to strike on Friday or on Monday. So you have a longer weekend. But, anyways, <laughs> my employees, my workforce was so happy to work, you know, with us that we didn't have the trade unions. And I wanted to create even a better, better environment. So I started Pioneer ideas for, you know, like, um, and policies for employees' well being and welfare that were not um infused from uh top to bottom but i was really engaging with them so another thing was that we were acquiring you know business was growing you know by acquisitions and also by internal growth and we had to like organize everything and to create a common culture and all that and i was in charge of this And if I see this in retrospective, I would have called it like change manager, which at the time, this title in Italy didn't exist. So, and this is to tell you that well-being, happiness, and stay well, living well at home and in business has always been my North Star. And uh, one of the things that I used to do is really, I was connected from heart to heart with my people I knew all the names I was never you know like behind my desk my door was open and I used to go you know like around and see what people were doing you know maybe in the how do you call it? the the body shop you know mm-hmm. how how do you do that and you know I was asking them so they really and we we were also great in organizing parties inside the buildings so, you know, people were really, were doing like barbecue inside, you know, like things that were a little bit crazy sometimes, but you know, that they, they, but those things really created engagement. Sure. So in 2008, after the world crisis, when the whole world, you know, like collapsed, also my family right. business collapsed. Mm. And... um that time, so I said, hmm, what am I gonna do now? And I decided, you know, to create something on my own. So I ca- capitalized. I don't know if <laughs> I'm I'm making up English words, so <laughs> you know you're a I'm, linguist.
0: That's what yes, I'm a linguist, do. so I, yes.
1: I'm entitled to, to create sure. new words. So <laughs> so um, and I really decided to create my thing in what continue capitalizing my skills and my passion and everything. So first I started working uh, as an uh, independent contractor for an organizational development, uh, whatever firm. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, I said, okay, no, I want to stop it because I was commuting all over Italy. And I said, this is not Dulce Vita. This is, you know, like being like the hamster in the wheel. And I said, okay, forget it. I was approaching my 50th birthday. It's on a very important date, you know, and I said, like, mm, you know, like you make your life balance, you know, whether well, ins and the house. And, and I said, you know what? I want to give myself a gift for my 50th birthday. I want to become like location-free. Nice. So I decided to pivot all my business online. And this I had a lot of courage because in Italy nobody was doing that but i knew that it was possible because i was benchmarking americans you know american coaches so i hired an american coach pivoted my whole business you know online forced it a little bit with the italians and then during the pandemic i decided the word was connected and i said let's leverage my english and let's leverage my passion for the anglo-saxon word you know like and make this close the circle sure and I decided, you know, to, why not explore the North America? And here I am exporting nice. La Dolce Vita.
0: That is excellent. That is excellent. I love that story. And I know, so you, you did go to school for a short yes. time, right? In in California, Santa yes. Cruz. Beautiful yes. area.
1: But And before yeah. that, before that, when I was in high school, I used to spend three months every summer at Berkeley University, study wow. English and psychology. Wow. I was so blessed it was the most <laughs> the best time ever.
0: That's awesome. And you do a lot of, of volunteer work. But you worked also with a group called Angels for Women. Yes. Tell me about that group. What what was the purpose of that group?
1: Well, Angels for Women is a group of um business, women business angels that foster women entrepreneurship. <clears throat> so, I don't know if it's true for America, but here at least um Italian startups that are led by women are way more the ROI is higher than I'm sorry to say that that of men uh, because women are more reliable they're not I don't know why they're more committed you know everything works better (laughs) the only thing is that when it comes to go to the bank and ask for loans to have funds it's very difficult because investors don't believe in women. So this group of women business angels decided to uh, invest in um, startups and deal that are um, have women as the majority of the board of directors. So nice. yeah, and it's been very very interesting. Okay, very yeah. cool.
0: So tell me about the La Dolce Vita lifestyle. What does that mean, and and how how do you help clients? Because I know you work a lot with high you know high potential folks the the overachievers the type as how do you help them incorporate that into their life
1: okay so la dolce vita as i told as I said before is really a lifestyle which can be you know like uh, like what uh, you know in the 60s like Jackie O was doing she was coming mm-hmm. here you know with Gianni Agnelli another sure. epitome of la dolce vita la dolce vita uh, riding, you know, like motorboat in Capri and having all those amazing things, you know, but it is also, and most of all, living a life of alignment, be who you Mm. want to be. And again, it takes courage because many of us, especially the high achievers, we are all trapped into our role and into the expectations of, you know, like the word, what expect from high achiever. And we are also have very, very high expectation for ourselves. So very often we put ourselves, it's incredible, you know, like last in our own queue because we're like on the push, push, push mode and never take, you know, like allow us ourselves to stop. And this was something that I did when I was in my company business, because I was, you know, the the role was so important for me and all the results and all the things. And then I wasn't realizing that in the long run, you risk, you know, like to burn out. So again, La Dolce Vita is really finding what lights you up And uh, creating moments of this wonder every day, whatever it means. And uh, it's also a way of like being gentle with yourself, like saying, you know what, today I've done my best. And this is it and not, you know, like continuing to be, you know, like it could be more perfect and more this and that, and asking, you know, your people, you know, never being satisfied with what you have. And again, this is really very, very typical behavior or, and also um, belief system of high achiever. So you've, you've reached a goal, you, you don't even celebrate and there is another one. So you go, go, go all the time. So how do you embody your La Dolce Vita? So first of all, And this is how I help my client. I have uh, developed this methodology, which is called the VITA. VITA is an acronym, it means life. And it's an acronym that means vitality, illumination, techniques, and assets. So in order to live la dolce vita, in order to live your life in alignment, have all the energies and whatever you want to achieve your goals in life and in business, you have to have routines that incorporate you help you be vital you know well-being help sleep food exercise whatever fun and freedom and also you your brain power which is very important important. and then illumination is what lights you up it's your mindset your attitude your spirituality your being light-hearted being a dolce vita leader is committed and yet light-hearted you know so it's, uh, it's uh, incorporating the opposite. So techniques is the hard stuff. So, you know, like uh, synergies and strategies and systems and routines and habits, all, you know, like time management and leadership and setting boundaries, you know, all the things that we as coach know. And assets are our superpowers, are our skills, are the ability, our belief system when it's an asset, because sometimes it's not an right. asset. <laughs>
0: absolutely
1: absolutely it's an enemy and the most important asset you have to acknowledge that it's yourself so first of all you prioritize yourself you define what is la dolce vita for you and there is no cookie cutter definition we each one of us has their own and then we see if what are your life goals, your lifestyle goals and your business goals and those goals must be aligned and whatever you do must aim at these goals. And what I noticed with my clients, and I, I'm sure with yours as well, is that sometimes business goals are overwhelming over the life goals. So life goals are, this, you know, like secondary. Sure. So you are uh, super successful, but your life isn't that successful. Yeah. So with La Dolce Vita, we want to create both of them. The balance. The balance. But it's it, it's not even a balance. It's way more expansive. It's really fine. Because you know what? A balance. And I don't believe in work-life balance because the reason,
0: there is no work-life <laughs> right. the no balance. Thing. Right.
1: Yeah. And even, you know, as leaders, we know that there are some moments as, as an entrepreneur, there are some moments where Dolce Vita is very, very little, but you have to you have to create this appointment with yourself and with your la Dolce Vita daily. And then it's you know, like it's a roller coaster, and sometimes you know you have more time, sometimes you, you have less time, but it's also something in your head. So your approach, what you have you are having, you know, a terrible time. It of course it depends on how you approach this. And if you are able to become lighthearted. But not superficial, of course. Right. You know, like oh, who cares? You know, like things are. My company is going. You know, like it's going in default. Who cares? I'm living a little video. This is not it. So <laughs> it's really accepting things as they are and making the the most that you can.
0: Absolutely, no, that, that that's great. And because I know on on the website you say that sometimes that high achieving A player they may not, in fact, be happy with their own life, right? Because they're exactly. so caught up in work. We do that to ourselves, though. I think we we try to achieve so much that we set ourselves, like you said, second, even third place or further down the line. We just don't take care of ourselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even of, of our family. So we become ATM machines because we bring a lot of money inside yeah. and our family is pending and they are happy for spending but they're not happy from the relationship standpoint so la dolce vita has also a lot to do with relationship and if you want to have an idea of what la dolce vita was and is and can be that movie roman holidays which is an American movie and it's way better than the Italian movie, the official movie, La Dolce Vita, which is super boring to me. (laughs) That, (laughs) That Roman holidays when Audrey Hepburn is sitting at the Spanish taps with Gregory Peck and Gregory Peck is telling her, okay, today you can do whatever you want and like play hard, you know, play hard, play big and take, And she said, oh, you mean that I can take an hour doing whatever I want? And he said, no, take the whole day. (gasps) What do you mean? The whole day? Yes. And what do you do? (gasps) You mean that I can do all the things that I've always dreamed of? Yes. (gasps) Really? And she's really like window shopping. She's not aiming at, you know, crazy things. And then he said, and I'm coming with you. And then she said, oh, don't you have to work? And he said, yes, I have to work. But today it's sunny. So I take it a holiday so it's really a day it's really a way also to save the moment okay never postpone right. of course be um again committed but if you can if you sure. can and you want to like take five minutes go out for a aperitif and then you can come back and work again sure yeah and it is better because your brain is working even when you and it's working way mm-hmm. better Because it lets, you know, like it's integrating things when you are not in the box, close in your box. Yes, Exactly.
0: So the clients who you work with, what is it that they're they're missing? Is it that time alone? Is it time with family?
1: Yeah, they're missing really life enjoyment that can be time alone, time with the family. They're too uh, committed. And they, even when they're having like, they are on holidays or they're on weekend. Their their mind, their brain is always at work. They stay, you know, that they have this, their cellular phone all the time. They're mm-hmm. checking emails as if you know, like I don't know, uh, you know, the word would go down and and something. They're also so uh, they it's interesting because they want to also they are controlling. And they are macromanaging. They are macromanaging because they are so passionate that they want things to be done, you know, like the good way. So they're a little bit jealous of their creature. But the interesting thing is that they are also impact driven. So they want to create a great experience for their people. Mm-hmm. And this is when I tell them, if you want your people to stay in your company, you know, to avoid the great resignation, you know, to create... An amazing cultural environment and company environment, you have to be the one who lives La Dolce Vita because you have to understand what La Dolce Vita is. You have to understand their needs and start to connect with your people as human beings. Go beyond, you know, like the professional things. Who cares? I mean, you already yeah. know that. But maybe you're working like, you know, like side by side with somebody and you don't even know. What kind of family they have? Where right. they go on holiday? And okay, so this is this is very important. And I say, if you want to become a Dolce Vita leader and create a Dolce Vita company environment, you have to walk the talk. So you you have yeah. it has to start from you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But it's not just going on a vacation. It I, right? It's wherever no. you are. Just taking time to appreciate what you have.
1: exactly exactly so first of all it's a mindset shift and with that mindset shift that is it takes courage i know that for an anglo-sap protestant and well or even puritan anglo-saxon it takes courage to prioritize pleasure and also to do something that uh italians have been doing since the roman empire since you know like the latest and is Mm -hmm. alternating i use on purpose this word idleness Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm challenging (laughs) idleness is good and work and focused work so the, the romans created the biggest empire in the world by alternating working which wasn't really work for them at the time and idleness being at the spa being engaged in social cultural activity mm-hmm. and you know like talking things and letting things percolate and it, it's interesting that it was called otium was idleness leisure and negotium was work activity mm-hmm. so negotium uh, from the etymological standpoint comes from Without otium. So otium, idleness, uh, recreation, leisure is before work and it's Mm. a part, you know, from the linguistic standpoint, it's a part of the word work. Work. So you Mm. really have to alternate both of them to be effective and efficient.
0: Yeah. Well, I think so, because I think when we focus too much on just work, there's so many other things we could see, other things that we could help people with. Um, and like I said, just talking with your employees, engaging with your employees, stop work, talk,
1: just yeah. get to know each
0: other, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And in a way, it's work. So something that I like to say to my client is, you know, like you have to organize your day. And it's not my invention. It's like on, you know, like uh, time slots in business, on business and off business. And if you mm-hmm. notice, business is also in the off business. Sure. So technically, the moments when you're enjoying your life, when you're outside of the box, are the moments that foster your creativity, that allows you to be psychologically detached from what you're doing, are the moments that um, allows you to think out of the box, because Mm -hmm. literally, you are getting new stimuli. And also um, it is something that helps you make much better decisions because decisions are detached. They're not triggered from fear and, you know, like, you know, hurry and, you know, and in a a time where we are now that it's, you know, we have uncertainties, we don't know, we don't have all the information to decide and scenarios are changing all the times. So we want to make the best decisions possible which are not the perfect decisions and we also have to be you know like to accept the fact that okay we make a decision and then okay let's do let's take another decision and review this decision in so next week okay and this is also dolce vita i mean it is like taking things seriously but not you know like like hard and yes (sighs) i'm already tired you know i'm just talking about this All this, you know, my mind is like, oh, give me some Dolce Vita.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And we talked about how much courage it takes. Because as entrepreneurs, we think we have to work 18, 20 hours a day. We have to. If we're not, we're failures. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because we are referring to a paradigm. And this paradigm is a paradigm that comes from the industrial revolution of the 19th century. You know, and, you know, like this non stop working is something of the machines and it's not for human beings. So now we want to bring back the human centric culture of the Renaissance. And we also want to let go of all the expectations of society because as soon as we, you know, like embody our role of entrepreneurs, I say, I like to say that we are have, you know, we embody, we we take all the, we dress up like uh, and then we have a script. And in the script, you know, the, in, the, in the ancient time, there is you have to work 15 hours a day. Uh, uh, otherwise, you are a very bad entrepreneur. Okay, so we believe this and we are conforming to expectation that maybe are not even what we do and what we want. And this is something that happened to myself. I was conforming to leadership standard at that time when I was in my family business, that was against my values. Mm. And as soon as I understood that, well, I did nothing because I didn't have the courage at the time to change. And then life, you know what? Gave me a kick and said, okay, get out of this company and make your own business and have the courage to create something new. So Mm. yeah, let's have the courage to to look at these things inside of us and ask, uh, am I living according to my values? or according to somebody else's expectations.
0: And values is one thing I talk with my clients about a lot, because every decision you make is based on your core values. If you don't have core values, you're going to be all over, right? You need to know what those values are. Yeah. So can you give me an example of a client comes to you, a CEO, high achiever, CEO comes to you. How do you you help them? Do you put them on some kind of a program? Do you challenge them on things to do to put in their lives?
1: Yeah, I work in a very practical way. And uh, first of all, I assess their needs because I don't have cookie cutter programs and I make everything is tailor-made. So even the length uh, is based on the client's needs and goals and where they're at, okay? So we define, you know, we define the goal, we set the, the, you know, where they are, the situation as is, and then we define the goal. And based on the goal, we start with uh, check-ins that can be like weekly check-ins or maybe not. It really depends. I offer, I'm very flexible because I offer weekly check-ins and unlimited uh, access like on Voxer, on Slack. Mm -hmm. And I'm always at, like, I like to say that I'm always in the pocket of my clients. Then we see, you know, if the client needs me more, we can, you know, jump on a call more often, and then, you know, we start doing the calls like every ten days or every two weeks, and then, you know, like uh, maybe every month. Because the at the end of the day, the goal is to that the client is autonomous. So we start with again, I told you with an assessment, and from you know where what I see and what are the preferences of the clients, I make them do things read things, you know, like, it really depends on what is the best way that the clients learns, you know, like, and yeah, and we really work on, you know, we work like this, Um, very flexible, and I never take more than two clients at the same time, because I want to be all in. And in this way, having no predefined programs, uh results are very quick.
0: Now, do you have to convince them to do these things or are they open and wanting to do them? Because it seems to me like a lot of people would say, yeah, that's touchy-feely, you know, I'm more hard-driven, you know, to the yeah. goal.
1: Well, yeah, so there are some things that are easier <laughs> to have them do and some things that are more difficult. And one of the most difficult thing is really... With Italians and with, with foreigners, I mean, with, with Anglo-Saxon, I would mm. say Anglo-Saxon because Anglo-Saxon had a very specific mentality, which is sure. very, you know, like different from the, the latent mentality, is this prioritizing pleasure, which is a taboo.
0: Mm.
1: It is a taboo because it's yeah. rooted in your culture. So we start, you know, like by little steps, small steps, and um one of my favorite books is the compound effect by darren hardy so okay, okay when you understand you know the compound in finance so right. you you invest like one dollar and the dollar every every day and every year compounds. and it's even the same thing if you save one dollar a day at the end of the of the year you have say 350 dollars if you spend one dollar you have spent 300 etc so it's the same with you know like doing engaging in dolce vita activities of one of the you know like we start with one of the four quadrants and we define a goal and if you start like with five minutes then 10 minutes and you see that it's not really harming and it's not you know your productivity is not in danger and there is a moment when they understand aha you know what I went today, I gave myself permission of going outside and took a walk. I wasn't really, you know, like feeling like working. And I decided to go out of the office. Just had a, you know, like a walk outside. Better if it's in nature, but if it, mm-hmm. even if it's around the block, it's a fun. And when I came back, things were different.
0: Sure. So, because your mind, like you said, your mind is still working. You're still thinking about business.
1: Exactly. But you're giving
0: it the the chance to do it kind of automatically right it's, so you come back and you've answered some of your own questions you get more work done
1: exactly and, and then i'm sure you know that uh when we say static a static body produces static uh, thoughts or idea right. and when you want to have dynamics ideas you have to walk and again the the ancient greeks and ancient latents had this solvitur ambulando which means resolve things um integrate things and have idea by walking so the nice. philosophers were talking about those theories and things by sure. walking and uh so this is yeah that. again
0: <laughs> take a walk absolutely take a walk
1: take a walk have an aperitivo yes. every yes not on friday like half, <laughs> ah, midweek aperitivo on wednesday call your friends and have this aperitivo oh I can't. Then, you know what? <laughs> I enjoyed.
0: That is perfect. So, courage, where did you find the courage to do this? So, I mean, you had your your company business or your family business, you were involved in that. Yeah. Um, but then, like you said, you love to be the explorer, you love to go out and try new things and, and create your own success. Where did that come from? Is it because you were in a family of entrepreneurs?
1: Um, mm, I'm not sure. So the courage to create something like my business, my own business was a courage. I was forced to find the courage because I was on in such a, you know, like a, a comfort zone before that, that I would never, 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 I have to say and to admit, never had found it, hadn't life, you know, gave me this kick. <clears throat> but I've always been curious and adventurous and one of the things since when I was young I was I wanted to be different from you know all my friends we were all pampered you know had everything we need I had a wonderful childhood everything was easy so I wanted to challenge myself and I started challenging myself when I was very young so going beyond my limits all the time and uh, if I can, we have time for a sure. short story. Absolutely. When I was in Berkeley and I was seventeen years old, uh, that summer I met an Italian girl, and uh, we became friends because at that time, and it was like the beginning of the eighties, not so common, you know, like to go abroad and and learn English. So we met, and she said, "Oh, you know what? At the end of the uh, of the term." i'm going to go you know like take a trip around the united states and we're gonna, i'm going to go in the this city the this city this city would you like to come with me and i was like oh yeah great so at that time there was no internet nothing i you know was called collecting my mom mom dad please organize the same trip from home etc they organized everything paying we had traveler checks and no credit card at the time totally different story so I had some traveler check, and I liked. I was spending, you know, almost ended my money. But again, so the night before leaving for the trip, this girl told me, "You know what? I'm not coming with you because I fell in love with this guy, etc. And I'm staying here. And I was like, uh, "What do you mean? Uh. And then I was like, mm, should I stay or should I go? Should I, like the clash? Should I stay? No, 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 no. <laughs> should I stay or should I go? And I said, you know what? Let's try. And this was the first time, seventeen years old, that I went traveling on my own. Wow! With very little money because I again I was counting on her money and my father's um, sent me had sent me something in New York and mm-hmm. that was the last you know like um, the arrival of the trip. So, and I did it and I discovered that it was so much fun because you connect with people, you are forced to become more curious, you know, etc. So I, you know what? I said, okay, you know what? I will challenge myself all the time. And this proved very useful because when I had this huge turnaround with my business, I was already, you know, trained to embrace adventure. And uh, so this is when, you know, like you can, you can train your courage by the compound effect, doing small things every day. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. Very good. So, and I I love the stories. I'm an adventurer too. I love to travel. Uh, I've traveled alone. I've gone camping alone, hiking alone. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, How many people do you have working for you now? I mean, you're probably. Are you a solopreneur right now?
1: I am a solopreneur. Okay. I have a, a team of um, independent contractors. So it's like uh, we are five of us, and uh, because one of the main things for living la dolce vita is to delegate yes, <laughs> things absolutely. that you don't like, <laughs> or that you know are not in your zone of genius. So there are many things that you know. I decided, okay, I because you know what. I, don't, I, I say I'm too old to learn, you know, all those social media things and the algorithm of LinkedIn and these other things, yeah. et cetera. So, um, yeah, so I, I have five people that are taking care of all the, the let's say, admin stuff and operation and also, you know, like some marketing. But for my business, it's myself. And, well, it's not true because for some uh, programs and I'm pioneering a program with a colleague, And she is specialized in team and I'm specialized, you know, in the leader. So we're partnering for creating this um, Dolce Vita organization where both the team and the leader are engaged in the program.
0: That is awesome. I love that. So you've got your team of, of assistants that help you out. Yes. And I'm sure in your family business, you have people that, that work for you when you're yes. in HR and everything. If I was to bump into any of those people and ask them what type of leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you?
1: Hmm. I am, well, of course, I am a Dolce Vita leader. So <laughs> <laughs> I am a connector. I am a lighthearted, but I'm also very, I'm naughty sometimes, you know, when you. Jump on my feet. You yes. don't want to. <laughs> no, you don't want to jump on my feet. But other than that, I'm really a humanistic leader. To me, people are there to become the best version of themselves. Yes. One of the things that I used to say when I was in my family business, I would say, I want to be replaceable because I want to stay outside, yeah. do networking, you know, do all the Dolce Vita things. And I was empowering them to well sharing the vision. This is number one. They mm-hmm. have to know where the company is going and they have to buy the vision and to make the, the vision their own, you right. know, not you know like a phony things, etc. Right. So I was connecting, recognizing, celebrating people every day, feedback so important communication so important formal and informal communication and don't mix the two. Okay. So I was very close. And one thing in Italian, we have the formal and informal way with with pronouns. So "tu" is you and lay is uh, more formal. So a way that I would address my my team was with the family name with like Marco, and with the formal you. So it was you know, close but again, roles mm-hmm. were respected this is also something because the the opposite risk is that you become friends so you're not right. friend okay so you have to respect your role um allow allow them to make mistakes mm-hmm. hopefully mistakes that don't cost, you know like <laughs> a leg to the company right right and uh tell them if you're making a mistake tell me immediately because mm-hmm. then there is a remedy and then we Want to understand why probably you, I, I didn't express very well something and it didn't come across to you so really and I tell you that this Friday I'm going for a parity with one of my former employees and nice. often my former employee called me and we go for barbecue and things like that after 20 years so nice. I can say that I was a good leader
0: that is excellent well and we talked about values earlier if a business a business owner, They make their decisions based on their core values. If they don't teach those core values to the rest of their employees, you don't know what the decisions, how they're making their decisions in business, right? And if they do something and can come back and say, you know, our core value is this, and I was trying to support that core value, (laughs) fine. You coach them. Next time I prefer this. There's no argument because they were trying to do the right thing based on those core values. Maybe you need to explain a little bit better what you yeah. want or, or the outcome of that? But I think that kind of helps eliminate a lot of that, that frustration and conflict. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. And one thing that I would like to add is this is for employee and also for, for employee, for those, I mean, for, for uh, the business owner is, try to hire people that already are already aligned to your value and don't try to, these are our value and you have to conform to our value. If They're not my value. They're not my value. I'm, I right. don't care. Okay. But also, if you're looking for a job, ask what are the values? Because mm-hmm. you know what? Now you need the money. But in the long run, if values are violated, right. you're not feeling well there yeah. and you, you will go away.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Well, this has been awesome. I love the whole Matilda Vita. I love oh, yeah. this. My wife and I are trying to do that now, uh, traveling digital nomads. We're traveling around the country so that we can experience more. Instead of just sitting at home, we can do things. So yeah, absolutely. This is,
1: yeah, exactly. This is yeah. precisely. This is La Dolce Vita, the, the Dolce Vita that you can live now. And I'm waiting for you to come and live La Dolce Vita in Italy as I will well. come to La
0: Bologna. <laughs> I will definitely. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. All right. And this has been terrific. Thank you so much. If people want to get in touch with you and find out more about your program and the Dolce Vita lifestyle, yes. how can they do that? How? What is your website?
1: Uh, the best way is to, to connect on my website, which is www.angelasanti.it, like Italia. Okay. Got it. Very and good. And I'm also and,
0: on LinkedIn. And you're also on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. I will have those links in the show notes. So people will know how to get in touch with you. Find your website. And it's a beautiful website. I love your website. Thank you. Um, and I, you are living La Dolce Vida. I think it's amazing. Yes. Very
1: cool. Always. And tonight I'm going for a pizza with friends. So, And it's you know like the middle Perfect. of the week.
0: Perfect. That's the way to do it. All right, Angela, thank you so much again for being on the program. Really appreciate thank it.
1: Thank you, Harlan. It was right. really a pleasure. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. All right, listeners. hope you guys were taking a lot of notes, a lot of good information here. Definitely check out. Uh, the website and get in touch if you have questions how to incorporate La Dolce Vita into your lifestyle and uh, share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues, any of those A-list uh, top performers that uh, may need to get a little bit of their life back for them and uh, share this with them and stick around because there's always more coming. And that's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.